Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 60. Good morning. Good morning. We talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you and you and you. Hey, good morning, Mr. Brantley. Good morning, Bob Thomas. It's good to be here. I stayed up late, and here we are. It's another good morning. Were you out campaigning last night? That's it. I was uh, up late, and they said, I'm voting for you. All right. There <laughs> said, you go. Thank you so much. My money's on you, Bob. Here we go. Well, sunbeams are shining through. This is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bob. That's Ed there, and he's going to tell you what's you coming go. up this half hour. All right. Coming up, we got our questions of the day, and they are they are good ones. Ooh. Also, we're going to do our topic of the day, mm-hmm. pickpockets. Ooh. Are there still pickpockets? Or since people carry less money, is the art going away? We'll find well, out, have I guess they all so. died off? <laughs> Did they? Did they not? Know. All right, let's get into some news. Ed. Okay. I, I, got, I got something for you before you get your... Okay, go ahead. All right. In Atlanta, over 1,500 men called the Atlanta Humane Society about an eight-week-old black Labrador retriever. Wanting it? They want it? Yeah. Wow. Here's the ad they put in for it. Oh. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Single black female yeah. seeks male companionship. Ethnicity, not important. I'm a very good-looking girl who loves to play. I love long walks in the woods, riding in your pickup truck, hunting, camping, and fishing trips, cozy winter nights lying by the fire, candlelight dinners will have me eating out of your hand. (laughs) When you get home from work, I'll be at the front door wearing only what nature gave me. (laughs) Wow. What an ingenious idea. (laughs) And then gave the phone number and 1500 men called. Wow. And asked for, it says, you know, call this number and ask for Daisy. Daisy. 1500 men called and asked for Daisy. (laughs) That's great. All right. What do you got in the news? Well, I'll tell you what. This is not as happy. Ooh. From 2007 to 2017, mm-hmm. the year we're in, the number of deaths attributed to alcohol has increased 35%. Mm. 35%. The death rate rose for uh, uh, 24%. So an alarming statistic, death among women rose 85%. 85% because of alcohol during that same time period. Mm. Women once drank far less than men. And their more moderate drinking helped prevent heart disease. But deaths among men rose 29%. But good grief, women, what are you doing? Well, you remember when I was 21 and you could go to a bar, uh, and you went to bars, uh, you know, on Friday night or Saturday mm-hmm. night, for example. Um, how do I say this? Um, Just say it. Well, respectable women wouldn't be in a bar. No. You remember that? Yeah, I do. And and you would never catch a respectable woman mm. in a bar. If she was going to have a drink, it would be uh, uh, with friends at home or something. She's not mm. she's not going to go to the bar by herself and have a drink or with her friends. Well, now you could go into any bar in uh, anywhere, and you're going to see as many women there as men or more. Obviously, this this kind of means it's more. So, um, there you go. And last show, we talked about getting marijuana legalized. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, so, um, 
you know, we, we're killing ourselves. Yes, we are. And girls, you're going faster than you need to. Wow. But I think I think a couple of things have happened. I think women have more control now than they used to, mm-hmm. even married women. Mm-hmm. And I think wine has a lot to do with that, like in the yeah. state of Tennessee. See, right. Tennessee wasn't a wine state until recently, I think. I think uh, you're right. I mean, obviously, women seem to always, that's who drinks wine. Right. I mean, you'll see guys having wine from time to time, but it's, it's usually women. Right. And they'll have two or three or four or whatever. Or a bottle. Yeah, or a bottle, yeah. It's, 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 bottle. it's nothing for two women to split a bottle of wine. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's only about six glasses, really. So there you go. So that's what's happening. So women, take that and make of that what you will. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, binge drinking is sending far more people to the emergency room than ever before. Now, that's more college stuff, isn't it? No, Would it be? It's no, not? no, no. That's what I was. I was a binge drinker. I couldn't stop. Really? Yeah, I couldn't stop. And I had, a, I had an employee here who, who came in my office one day, and he says, Ed, I've been into treatment. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, I'm a binge drinker. And I didn't know what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. But that's when you, you know, you one, well, there's a song about it, I guess. One's not enough and two's too right. many and all that. You know, you but, know uh, anytime, I, see, I, my body won't let me do that. When I was younger, and, and I'd be around friends that were doing this, I guess, binge drinking, mm-hmm. and I, once I had two or three or whatever, uh, my body would, I mean, as I tried to drink that fourth one, it, my, in my mind, I could eat, my body was saying, you you drink the rest of this, I can promise you, it's coming back <laughs> up, buddy. <laughs> it's going to hurt you. And it's going to burn. <laughs> well, you know, the opiate overdoses kill about 72,000 people a year, mm. right? Yeah. All right, now listen to this. About 88,000 people die each year from alcohol. Oh, we know it's widespread. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Um, the thing, um, which one do you think is more addictive? I think, see, I think drugs are a little more addictive because they reprogram your brain immediately. Right. Whereas drinking is like something you would get addicted to. Mm-hmm. Now, your body mm-hmm. does start craving it, mm-hmm. of course, and the sugars and all that. But uh, you get to it because of the... Uh, uh, it, it's so, a social thing, and then you. Can t- yeah, it's more. It's more acceptable. It is more acceptable. But yeah. I, I had a friend that is past now, and he shouldn't have ever have passed when he did. He could never turn the party off. Yeah. He learned it in in college. Yeah. And he could never stop. He yeah. after coming out of college because college was just a nonstop, but you know, drinking thing. He couldn't turn it off. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I understand that we've made it more acceptable acceptable to drink but not go out and shoot mm. up heroin or something. You know, yeah. it's okay to drink. Yeah. And, and that's very acceptable, but it's okay. All right, here we go. Move along and get All into right. some questions. Okay. And we'll question. start with you. Oh, boy. You're going to love this Uh-oh. one. You ready? Yeah. He hasn't heard this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. <laughs> At what age do couples stop having sex? What the, age? At what age do couples? Well, it shouldn't be any age. Well, it's not an age. It's not. It's not. Well, I'm 65, so I'm gonna stop. Right. Yeah. No, it, not in this day and time. No. Because I've got every everything to keep it going. Well, you have. I don't think it should ever stop. Yeah. So, but women. Th- you don't have to think about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, a 90-year-old guy. And a, yeah. You don't have to put well, that in my mind, okay? <laughs> Yeah. Well, what do you think? Well, I think it happens to men and to women. I think they kind of lose interest if they've been married a long time. Plus, 
I think that menopause has an effect on women, and they don't find it as exciting and mm-hmm. the need. And for men, it's ED. Right. You know, but we've got all the solutions for that. Yeah, you got the pills. So, so you know, the guys have the pills, the women don't have the pills. So it's kind of off there a little bit. So, I mean, there's not a, a specific age, I guess, but it happens. Well, you heard my answer. I don't okay, think it should ever stop. No, I agree. Here's mine. Okay. Do you use credit cards or cash more? Which one are you? Debit card. Are you? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cash. It's coming straight out. But mm-hmm. you see, I've got friends that don't even use credit cards. I mean, if it's $200, he's whipping $200 out of his pocket. Really? Yes. So how much do he carry around with him? Well, I don't know. Maybe I should ask him that. <laughs> and then um, I'm more of a credit card guy because I'm going to keep track of everything I spent and yeah. then write one check at the end of the month yeah. for it. And you get the reward. Well, yeah, you can get rewards Reward. as well. So um, but I think we're slowly getting to a... Uh, I don't want to say cashless society. It's easier. You go like a Chick Fil A. You just stick it in there, the yep. card, and and they don't. You don't have to do anything. They just hand you your product. I and mean, it's you, so easy. If you lose it, you can go online and turn it off. Right. And it's like, give me another one. And if, if somebody steals it, like a pickpocket, <laughs> yeah. And you call the bank, they're only liable for they fifty dollars. They they take it all off. It's I, a lot better than cash. Well, I just wondered. I mean, because I, I, I'll be out with different friends, and some people just peel out a roll of cash. Bless their hearts. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's a – why would they do that? What's the thing? I mean, maybe they I just – I guess they're trying to show you. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do that myself. Some, My dad always said – he used to call it walking around money. Yeah. He said, I always have enough walking around money on your hip. That you can get home. That you can get home, but you can take care of whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. So he was more of a pay-and-cash kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we're maybe going to where it's safer. And we're going to talk about that, obviously. Yeah, there are some days when I don't have any cash at all. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you start, like, at the first of the month and get X amount of dollars no, 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 and, and no, that's no, your month? No, 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 no. no. I, I mean, no. I would go crazy. No, 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 I don't do anything like that. I mean, I... <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'm to, out of my money, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> More meatloaf, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, we got to move along. Tell everybody what's coming up, and then you got somebody to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk about pickpockets and why they won't pick my pocket because there's nothing in there. (laughs) Anyway, I'll tell you about Gentry Griffey. They're the locally owned and operated funeral home since 1948 here in Knoxville, and they're not, you know, they're not part of some big national organization or anything. They're located at 5301 Fountain Road in Fountain City, right on top of the hill overlooking Fountain City Lake. Now, you know, there's there. Everybody says that they give personal service and they do what you want, and that's that's good. And I hope everybody does that. But if you go and give them a call at Gentry Griffey or go by and see them, just set up an appointment. You can pre-fund, pre-plan services that remove so much stress from today's uh, funeral services. Lock in today's prices, protect from inflation, and most pre-arrangements are transferable. So you, if you move or do something else, it doesn't it doesn't make any difference. You can still get it. They help. Uh, Gentry Griffey operates the only on-site crematory in Knox County, ensuring that your loved one never leaves their care and allows them to keep cremation options affordable. Their website at GentryGriffey.com has a lot of valuable information, including several affordable packages, and I promise you, you're going to be happy with the results that you get. 
I probably shouldn't use results. <laughs> well, but no, I mean, don't it is you, results. <laughs> well, exactly. Don't yeah. you want to go the way you want to That's uh, right. imagined? They're always just a phone call away. 865-689-4481. All right, Ed, our topic of the day is pickpockets. Are they still out there? Or since people carry less money, like Ed, he's got that debit card, has the art of picking your pocket gone away? And I'm going to start this with Ed have you ever been pickpocketed? Not that I know of. I have. You have? I have. And 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 it took me it took me fifteen minutes after it before I realized what happened. Where was it? It was I was out of the country. Oh. But but I mean I was walking down just a street with normal, it was well lit and everything. And, Nobody uh, bumped into you? Yeah, they did. Oh, oh yeah. People were laughing. It was a group of people, and they were laughing, you know, like they're having fun, uh, and bumped into me. Uh-huh. And then one of the guys, like, put his arm around me. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. And then, oh. I did not feel the other person going into my pocket. Uh, and it just, and it's so fast. And I really, and then as I was walking away, and went into some other place, and I was going to pay for it. And I went in, and it was gone. And I started thinking. And then I thought, like the place I'd been before that, I had seen that group of people. And I had bought something in that place. And they had watched me, and they knew exactly which pocket my wallet was in. And it was that time, I was ashamed, I was embarrassed because I pride myself in being, uh, watching out. And uh, that's why I, I quit having my wallet in my back pocket. Put it in the front pocket? Front pocket, mm-hmm. first of all. <clears throat> so, um, you haven't been pickpocketed, I have, so, um, I felt that embarrassment and, and it's happened to me. I'm, what do you think about this? Do you think it's going away? Well, I say pickpocket. <laughs> No, I've never been pickpocketed, but I was at a, a hotel. Let me tell you this funny story. I was in a hotel room. Is it the same as being mugged, or is that different? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Okay. I was in this hotel room. Um, my boss and I were, we were sharing a room, and right. we were asleep. Mm-hmm. And these salespeople that worked for us came in and beating on the door and all that. And they came in, and they were intoxicated, and they had three girls with them. Oh, man. And so, uh, you know, we get up, and we're sleepy, go to the bathroom and all that. And then now all of a sudden, the girls are leaving, and... Uh, I look on the table, my money's gone. Oh. So we named those girls, get it, got it, and gone. Yeah. yeah. The next morning, some people were going to church, and uh, they found my wallet on the side of the road. Wow. Without the, without the cash. So, that was, I mean, they, they... Well, they don't want to get caught with anything identifying. No. But and cash they, is but, just cash. That's right. And that's what these girls do. I mean, they that's, what, that's their MO. Now, that's as close to being pickpocketed as I've been. But it, it's... it's uh, I, th- I would think that something like on a subway or or a crowded area. Yeah, subway is known to be in the top place. Is it really? Yes. Um, like in New York in uh, 1990, there were reported over 23,000 pickpocketing incidents that had losses of $10 million. Good grief. Five years later, in 1995, there were less than 5,000 pickpocketing reports. 
just five years later. Mm-hmm. And it is, it, the, the subway was it because you get off really quick. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you get off of the next stop. You may be going on. You bump into people on a subway mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really the number one spot. But, well, you know. Pickpockets have, a, have kind of a moral code. They, they, they don't believe they're robbing anyone. They're, it's kind of like Robin Hood. So to speak. I'm dying to hear this. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I think most of them they don't. They don't think they're hurting anyone. They're not, there's no physical contact. They're not beating you over the head with a stick. Right. They're, they're not, not pulling a gun on they're you. They're not pulling a gun on you. And it's kind of a, a game to them. And then they, you know, they're making they're making some money. They're not keeping your wallet. They don't want your driver's license. They don't want your credit cards and nothing like that. So is it wrong to be nostalgic for pickpocketing? I don't know. Here's another report. Okay, I told you about okay. 1990, 23,000, 1995, only 5,000, uh, down 15,000. Right. In the last few years in New York, pickpocketing is up 15%. And also in San Francisco, and they say the reason is because in Europe, pickpocketing is still going strong. Right. There's a lot of Latin. Well, this is not in Europe. It's Latin America. A lot of Latin American teams of pickpocket people yeah. are coming to New York and San Francisco and places where subways are. Mm-hmm. And they are teams. They pick you out. They. It's not just one person. And then when they get your wallet after somebody else has bumped into you, distracted you, and they grab your wallet, and he walks maybe 10 feet and will hand it off to somebody else who then hands it off to another person who then takes the cash out and then throws your wallet in the trash. It's that fast. So if you realize that your wallet was gone and you went up and grabbed that person, you wouldn't have your wallet. No, and even the person they handed it to wouldn't have it, nor the next person. Mm -hmm. That's how they keep all those different things Mm -hmm. going, so you can't really... You can't catch anybody with it, and they've thrown your your wallet away and getting the cash as quickly as possible. And I think two reasons why maybe it's slowed down or or it is where it is, maybe coming back, but a little bit, but not to the tune of twenty three thousand, uh, is one of them all is credit cards because if they take your credit card and they hang on to it to try to use it later, mm-hmm. that's evidence they stole this from you and you created a, you uh, create uh, did a crime. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I think in subways particular, is cameras. So if you say, yeah, I was robbed on a certain t- th- you know, subway a certain time, they can sit there and back that thing back and forth and back and forth until they see it. And then they, you've got facial recognition now. Oh. And then they can start saying, well, you know, and they run it through all their stuff and then they find the guy. I mean, I think cameras has slowed a lot of that down. Yeah. The more cameras there are out there and with facial recognition. They even said now they can do not just fa- not facial recognition. They can identify somebody in a crowd by their heartbeat. What? That your heartbeat is only particular to you. Wow. Isn't it crazy? That is crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Times well, they are I, changing. I know, well, I know in Europe, especially in England, I mean, there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, they're really there's like are. 30 in every intersection, and they're, they're, they're pointed at people, not cars. So I bet it's probably not very high there. But. And, you know, I saw, I was watching one of these things from uh, one of those channels that does Congress. And mm-hmm. the girl AOC, whatever her name is, something Cortez <laughs> from New York, she was complaining uh, about uh, some company using facial recognition technology. And she was saying nobody should be using that. 
So I'm wondering, is that going to become a thing that you can't use facial recognition technology to catch people? You're you're well, encroaching upon their privacy. Yeah. You know, there. But I think too, the pickpockets are not so much after money now because of credit cards and mm. all of that, but they're after smartphones. Mm. Because yeah. a smartphone is not traceable to anything. I mean, there's so many of them. And you can sell them for, what, $100, $200? Well, you can ship them out of the country. Yeah. And and they're long gone. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of times it's just they're just looking for a phone. I know that's true at, at movie theaters where your car gets broken into and your cell phone's sitting in the seat. Well, the other thing that I'll throw in this and we got ended is um, they're also saying pickpockets – have maybe gone away because it's so easy to sell drugs now and make money off selling drugs. That's true. All right. We got, we got to move along. All right. Here we go. All right. Tell everybody what we got coming up. And then I've got somebody I want to tell about. Well, I'm going to talk about the mailbox and we're going to look at a lot of different things, complaints and next show. How and when will World War three start? Whoa. Whoa. Okay. That's a surprise. Yeah. Hey, you should read ahead. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, recently Ed and I went to Gatlinburg and had a great time and we visited Ripley's and they have so much to do up there. We visited Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies. We saw the uh, cute little penguins. That is incredible. If you've never seen it, you got to see it. Also, uh, Ed and I like the uh, mermaids. Those are big on our list. But, you know, Ripley has more than just the aquarium. They have the Believe It or Not. They have the Moving Theater 5D. They have the Haunted Adventure. They have the Mirror Maze and Mini Golf and uh, lots more, though. So when you go to Gatlinburg in that area, Ripley's, they got mm-hmm. you covered. You want to have a little fun? They know how to do a good time. All right, Ed, get us started. Is it uh, P-T, P-E-T-I-E? Yeah, P-T. P-T. From Banbury. 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 I'm not a good dancer, so I avoid dancing. Now, my wife says don't worry about it. Will you explain it to her? Mm. What are you going to explain, Bob? Well, I think uh, what he's saying here is I'm not a good dancer, so I don't like to dance, and, and you should tell my wife quit bugging me about it. <laughs> but my my take on this is the heck with everybody else. Well, who cares? Get what out you, there and do it. If you're not any good, who cares? I think two drinks will make you one of the better dancers <laughs> in the world. So... Are you embarrassed to get up and dance ever? Uh, well, it depends. If I'm the only the only couple dancing, like maybe. Mm-hmm. But if there's other people dancing, it's near the end of the night, and yeah, why not? I think uh, as I've gotten older, it's like, you know, do enjoy life as much as you can. Don't be embarrassed about whether you're not good at something. Yeah, well, just just have a good time. We were talking about golf before the show. Yeah, so. <laughs> we're not good at that either. No. But why not just go ahead and whack a few golf balls? That's we right. can do that. What else? All right. Rick from Lenore City. Ooh-hoo. Do you think we will ever have flying cars? Now, this is an ad question. Yeah, so you just get in yours in the morning, go to work, and just fly on out of here. You ever going to do that, Ed? Well, I, at one time I thought I would. I saw this national, no, what was it, sports, no, um, what's the name of that magazine? It's like Proper Electronics. There you go. There, there you go. On the cover had the flying car, and yeah. I, I still have that magazine from back in the 60s. I thought that was going to be something that really, really came about. There is a flying car. There's a company that makes them. But the problem is is that it's, it's so expensive mm-hmm. to travel that way. 
So do you, do you think you, you one day people will just go out in their garage, open the garage up, pull their car out, and then then crank the wings out and fly yeah. away? Well, there's subdiv- there are subdivisions that are on runways right now right. where these people, they pull their plane out and go down the road. But that's not the same thing. I, I see it as as almost like a helicopter type thing where you can land it in a certain place. Right. But I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be disastrous. People be killing each other and running <laughs> each other. Can you imagine oh, no. everybody leaving uh, you know Hardin Valley and headed yeah. to downtown Knoxville yeah. and they're trying to fly to get out of my way? <laughs> yeah, I'm won't. gonna whip your butt when I get down on the ground. It won't be easy. I tell <laughs> you that. It, nearly 80 years ago. <laughs> Automotive pioneer Henry Ford said, and this was in 1940 now, he said, quote, mark my word, a combination airplane and motor car is coming, unquote. Well, how could you police that thing? I mean, would you well, have a yeah. cop up there say, hey, get out. you got to stay over on the right. You, no, no, you can get away from the cops that way if you can get it up in the air fast enough. Well, this new company um, has a vehicle called uh, Aska. Yeah, and uh, they plan to test fly it in 2020, and start selling it in 2025. Aska is the is Japanese for flying bird, and well, it's going to cost two hundred thousand to start, but they say eventually it should get down to about fifty thousand per car. Well, for fifty thousand, you can get a pretty good airplane. Um, it's an older model. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, real old. The last flight didn't go well. No. But <laughs> I would not buy uh, anything that flew for fifty thousand dollars because it, it's not enough. That's not well made. Well, um, and what surprised me reading all this? Um, they say a lot of people won't own them. They will just be have a subscription service. Like you want to take one trip. It'd be like two or three hundred dollars, and you they'll you'll get to rent the I guess basically like a rental mm-hmm. uh, or Uber. They say Uber will eventually have flying cars. They have now have flying uh, Uber helicopters. Well, what? How do you how do you license something like that? I don't know. Do you, you, just, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a driver's license and there's a flying license, mm-hmm. and when the two meet, there's going to be a problem. I think. Amazon just unveiled its newest delivery drone. You know, they've been talking about that for a while. And the FAA has awarded them with approval to operate their drone fleet like an airline. Huh. Uh, Let's see. Also, Google has Project Wing, which is uh, trying to get FAA approval for next year. And the other thing that really caught my eye was Boeing and uh, what's the other big jet company? Um, Um. Oh, gone. Oh, the one in uh, Europe. Yes, uh, Airbus. Airbus, yeah. Airbus says they are going. They they have started projects to have um, flying taxi cars. Oh, Bob! I don't I, I don't know what to make of that. Do you? It's so, no, it's scary to me. I just can't understand it. Wow! You think that red light doesn't last long in Farragut? Now, just wait till this happens. Boom. So is it going to be like the Jetsons? Remember they had red lights up in the sky? Yeah. And well, how do you know what lane to stay in? Or- exactly. And where are you going to land at? Well, now, the plane goes up. It has rotors vertical, in the wings. Okay. It goes, it's vertical, and then it comes down that way. All right, let's see. Know. we got complaints coming up, right? But uh, this is the Ed and Bob Show, and we've got complaints coming up. Um, let's see. And, and uh, next week. What is it next week? How and when will World War Three start? Or will there never be a world war? Well, I hope so. And wonder what it, wonder what it will look like. Mm. 
All right, Ed, let's get to your complaint. You have one? Yes, I do. What is it? On the left signs on telephone poles and yard signs and stuff. Political or, signs? No. Oh, okay, no, they're no, good. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, political signs are okay. Vote for Bob Thomas is my favorite. It's red, too. You it can't miss red. it. Yeah. But signs for lost pets, there's a, there's a black and white pet cat that was lost in my neighborhood probably mm-hmm. two years ago, and the picture is still up there. Oh, my God. The phone number's faded a long time ago. But that's just, I mean, take it down. Right. It's just, that's litter. If you know you, what I mean? If you put a sign it, up, you should take it down. Exactly. And, and under any telephone pole at almost any intersection in a subdivision, you'll find signs on the ground. Mm-hmm. Open house or this, this, and this where people have taken them down, but they didn't take them away. They're just lying there. That's that, that. No, you got to be responsible. Right. You got to be responsible. If you're going to put it up, take it down. Boom. All right. I got a complaint. Okay. This is uh, it's not as bad as it used to be, but being put on hold for more than just a moment. Hmm. You ever have somebody say, um, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Bentley, though, um, I uh, I'll check on that. I'll get right back to you. Mm-hmm. So how long will Ed Brantley stay on hold? I mean, you one of those who'll stay on for an hour? No, 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 no. How long will you stay on hold? Maybe three or five minutes, some three or five minutes, something at the most. If if it's important to me. What if it's something? Well, I think some of those being put on hold is hoping you will hang up. Right. That's true. And then you and it's call designed. back. It's designed for you to. Yes. It reminds me of Comcast. Mm-hmm. It's designed for you to hang up. And then that's just one less person i got to deal with. Yeah. One less problem. I, I have. Uh, it's the old thing. As the older I get, the less patient I am. <laughs> so <laughs> the, they put me on hold. And, and if they'll come back within a minute, I'm gone. I'm just not, I'm not sitting there wasting my life hanging home. And have you ever had them come back and going, Excuse me, uh, what were you calling about after you've waited 10 minutes? Really? Yeah. Yeah, and you're Well, let me switch you to that department. Ah, that just makes my blood boil. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Well, let me tell you a good story. Okay. I, uh, I, my mother-in-law asked me to send money back, uh, in April to her tax people in Florida. She was visiting here and she's had to send money for the, her tax payment. Sure. And she said, would you FedEx it for me the next morning? And I said, yeah, I'll be happy to. So I go fill it out and and send it off. Well, evidently they lost it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Somebody lost. Okay. So I went over to the FedEx store on Kingston Pike. Went in and I said, "Look, they've lost this check, and it's, it's it, we've been going through this since April." And she said, "Have you talked to uh, our complaint department?" And I went, "Oh no! <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You want me to call they were, San Francisco? Is that what they called it? The complaint no, department? Well, no, it's, maybe it's lost and found. I don't oh, know. But anyway, customer service. Yeah, customer service. <laughs> it was awful. I thought I'm not going to do this. And I, she said, "Come over here to the telephone." So she takes me down the, the thing there to the counter. And she dials his number, yeah. and she hands me the receiver. And I tell this guy, he sounded a little foreign, but I, I told him what happened. He said, just a minute, Mr. Brownlee. Here's the person that signed for it. Gave me the person's name, the date that the package was signed for. Really? In Port Charlotte, Florida. So what did, that you, did you followed up? That wow. fast. And so, God bless you, FedEx. You did it. So it's a good, good story. Yeah, it's a good story. So when they say it, ha- when it absolutely, positively has to be there, it was. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> they lost it after it got there, but it was there. I love it. Yeah. All right, Ed, tell everybody how they can listen to our show. All right, on uh, you can go to our webpage, edandbod.com. And uh, that's where the best place is, I think. You leave a message if you like. Download the Apple Podcast app or TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. Alexa, go to your Alexa skill settings. Enable TuneIn. And tell Alexa you want to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you what you want to hear. What do you say? Ed and Bob Show. Boom. And if you want to comment, edandbob.com in the comment section. Email us, edandbobbyyahoo.com. Or follow us. Not uh, around our neighborhood, but on Twitter. <laughs> Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ed and Bob. All right, Ed, tell everybody once again what our show will be coming up next time. Next time, we'll be counting down to World War Three, ladies and gentlemen. When will it start, or will there be one? Oh, I hope not. Maybe we can get... Uh, Trump on the phone, he can let us know. Any corrections? No. You shouting out to anybody? No. All right. We'll, well, just, we'll just get out of here then. Okay. All right. I'm going to get the car ready. Okay. All right. I'll be there. See you next time. Bye, she hugged back like the sailor said, folk, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sun shining up to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, ain't love a kid.